All right, we're going to put some scriptures up there if we can, Laura, today. And uh, uh, these will be passages of scripture you're familiar with, and I'll try to weave them together today. You know, uh, the Apostle Paul is talking about, of course, uh, you know, uh, a family life. Uh, Paul apparently knew, or at least, you know, had become acquainted with the fact that where Timothy's faith had started. Timothy's faith did not start with Timothy. Fact is, it shows us, it says here, that Timothy's faith started two generations, by and large, before Timothy. However, he acknowledges the fact that that, that faith that uh, uh, Timothy has, you know what I mean, uh, uh, it came from someplace. And he says, so when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother, and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded also in you. And then he references that where, where this launching of faith, you know, began. And from which, in how it was, you know, nurtured, set in place. And that is in that from a childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. How many know that faith comes by hearing? And hearing by what? The Word of God. Absolutely. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you. Lord, um, such is the reading of God's word this morning. <clears throat> I've entitled this message this morning called The Sacred Circle of Life. The Sacred Circle of Life. The Legacy of Faith. And how so much of it starts with our mothers. Because this is Mother's Day, we know there's many contributing factors, there's fathers, but this is Mother's Day. You know what I mean? And Paul references that Timothy's faith, you know, uh, was passed on through that gender. And that may not be the case with everybody. There may have been both parents that do it, but, you know, uh, invariably, you know, faith has, has a beginning in a previous generation. And we'll see that, because uh, you, you know where this all started? With Abraham. The legacy of Abraham. If you're a believer this morning, which you are, you know what I mean? You have a connection. Just just two or three generations, but you have a connection at the fountain 
The book of Romans says that if we're children of faith, then we're children of Abraham. Had to be beginning a launching site into the human race, even though it had been lost. All right? God created Adam and Eve. You know, and there was generations in there, and we know that when 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 he when uh, he he brought Noah and and you know and and kind of saved his family, that that faith really had you know lost the generationals. And then he comes and he calls Abraham, and from there we have what we have today, and enjoy. And so the life of Abraham is very important. And, uh, uh, you know, um, beautiful and shows how that faith doesn't need to die from generation to generation. We are living in a culture that doesn't think much about eternity. They don't feel connected to eternity. But everything is kind of in the present. Someone has said that there's one life to live and, and only what's done for Christ will last. I think that has biblical support. The Apostle Paul gives us some instructions about how important it is that what we do with our life once faith begins. He writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 through 12, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now if anyone builds upon this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hair, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is, in other words, what was used. If anyone's work which he has built on, it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. The Apostle Paul is telling us that every one of us as believers, we have a solid foundation. We do. He tells us that, that no matter what how we build, we still have the foundation. But he encourages us to build with the right materials upon that foundation. So that by and large that you leave a legacy past your life. Yes. There's a difference between legacy and reputation. 
Reputation is the estimation in which a person is held. A legacy is that which is handed down or what you pass from one generation to another generation. While in your legacy there definitely is included your reputation, but a legacy is more than an event. It is the total sum of your life. The total sum of your life. Legacy is absolutely key to the ongoing foundation of life and, of course, of faith. I like to think of the difference between legacy and Founda or, or um, reputation or inheritance because legacy does have an inheritance. But I like to think of legacy, particularly when it comes to what we're talking about, the legacy of faith. It is that which is given from a warm hand and not from a hand that is cold. It's what you give while you're living. See, you can build a reputation in a day, but legacy is built through a lifetime. It's your life story that lives on beyond you. I don't know if the grandma was still living, but she is part of, Timothy is part of the legacy past her. Yes. Something that is, 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 you know, been carved in the heart and not merely in marble, if you understand what I'm saying. Faith that was in your grandmother and your mother where was it? It was in the heart. We have a lot of marble inscriptions throughout the histories of humanity. A lot of marble, you know, inscriptions that, you know, we connect to certain individuals. But does that marble live past them other than just a reputation? Is it living in the next generation? That legacy is, is something you give or leave to someone. It provides guidance, inspiration, and how to live their life by Faith. See, legacy is not about death. No, but it's about life and living. Death does, however, if we look at it properly, contribute to us in making our legacy. Because it informs us. You know what I mean? And it gives us a perspective on life itself and what is really important.
Only one life to live. And only what's done for Christ will really, really last. Yes. It is a heritage that moves forward. And that's what he says in Psalms 127. Herit, uh, uh, Lord, children are a heritage of the Lord. They are something by which it moves forward. It's not, a, not just for one generation, two generations, but for all generations. That legacy of faith. And Paul seems to, 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 you know, make an emphasis on it that it's a genuine faith. So if there's a genuine faith, apparently there is a... Yeah. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. We choose our legacies. We live make decisions and either live life on purpose, making sure that that's purposeful living. And when you're gonna build a legacy that lives, a godly legacy, a legacy of faith, one of the first places that you start is that you need to include strong communication. Strong communication. It says in Psalm 78 and 4, we will not hide from them their children, telling to generations the praises of the Lord and his strength and wonderful works. Psalms 145 and 4, one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your glory. Paul wrote and said that from a child you have knowing the Holy Scriptures. So he's saying, you know what I mean, that there is a legacy starts, or the best place for legacy to start is early, is early. Start it early, and it takes communicating takes communicating the Word of God. It also takes communicating the stories of God. You know, that's why we have Sunday school. You know what I mean? And you'll notice that Sunday school goes through the, 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 the stories in the Bible and the teachers probably will come up with a story of their own. You know, in my whole mind and maybe yours too. You know, I have personal stories about God in life. And also, uh, you know, stories that other people have told me and passed on to me. You know, once in a while I've told you some of those stories that, that uh, you know, that have happened in, in our lives and, and to the glory of God. And so when you're going to... You know, make a legacy for your children or make a legacy, I guess, with anybody by and large, if they want to know, you know, that's your legacy of faith. You, you really got to communicate it. You got to tell it. You can't hide it. You got to speak about it. You know, I, I think it's time to live our legacy. You know, I do. 
I, 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 you know, I, I bless God uh, for the silent believers. But I tell you what, you know, it, it doesn't get into the next generation. You know, it doesn't, get, it doesn't build the faith. We need that, that vocal side of faith that, that can testify and tell the stories and, you know, and, and uh, yeah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. You know, here's, a, here's the fact, church. There's, a, there's a, many parts of your life as you live it can be different, all right? There's no doubt about that, that, that you know, uh, each family lives their life probably a little different than what mom and dad did, okay? You know, parts of that life. But that faith life, there is, no, there is one standard. It can't be different. No, absolutely. The, the, the standard for every generation when it comes to the life of faith is the Bible. Yeah. You can't make up your own Bible when it comes to faith. There's a standard. And it's in the book. And, and that's how, you know, see, it's, okay, yes, you are a, a, a storyteller, but the story that you're really telling is God's story. Abraham being a man of faith, and, and that's what this is all about. It's really about God's story that he, you know, uh, perpetuated by following the standard of the Lord or having faith in God. And so a legacy is, how will you be remembered? What of your life will be in your offspring or, you know, the arena of your influence. It's not just f family, all right? You know, hallelujah. It's so important to tell the stories of Jesus and to pass on your faith. You remember Joshua chapter, or excuse me, Judges chapter 2. It says that the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and the elders who outlived Joshua. There was such an amazing influence that they had, you know, on the people, on the next generation, that it impacted them. And so they followed and lived in that standard the standard of faith, standard of believing in, in God. You know, and, and it says that how they did that was they, they talked about the Lord and they talked about the great things that he had done, you know, and the work of the Lord. Yes. You know, and then it says in verse 10, when all that generation had gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for them. There's a breakdown in communication. A breakdown in communication. Yeah, somewhere along the line, there was a failure. Failure to, to instruct the children 
or failure of the children to receive the instructions of the fathers. It's not always the children, or excuse me, the, the generation to the next generation. It's not always the previous generation that fails. Sometimes it's the generation that refuses to receive the instructions of the fathers. And I just want to encourage you this morning. If you've got generations that, that just are departing and, and leaving, you know, that, that, that faith element that you've planted in them, you know, don't beat yourself up. You know, don't be too hard on yourself. You've got to trust that the, the word that is sown is a living word. It's an incorruptible word. It, it can't be decayed. All right? It can be, you know, it can be not adhered to. But with just the right, you know, watering, the right something or other, it, it springs and it sparks. And the fact is, you know what I mean, isn't it interesting? And I'm sure you had this happen, but that, that, that you, you're, you say you got somebody that's wayward. And you, you, you know, life is going on. They're just not walking the way the, 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 that, that you've instructed them to walk. And then, you know, but all along in, their, in your conversation, some point in life, all of a sudden, what you did teach them <laughs> springs up. Yeah. You know, it just springs up. Adds a little bit of guidance to their life. You know what I mean? Puts a little reins on their life, you know? It may not be a total turnaround, but praise God, uh, you know, what you told them and what you said, the stories that you told them, you know, they're, they're there. They're there. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I, I want to encourage today. And if I talk to the children, we got the little ones are gone, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm still a children. <laughs> huh? You know what? Sometimes we got to embrace. Doesn't always fit the society that we're living in, but we still got to embrace some of the things that the Father said. Fact is, the Bible says, according to the prophets, that God says, you need to see and ask for the old ways, wherein is the good way, and you shall find rest for your souls. You got to go back sometimes, and you got to reapply. Now, let me tell you something. You know, I'm 75. Mom and Dad sure knew a lot. At 25, I didn't think they were that smart. It didn't fit, okay? Now, I've been a, a person of faith and loved God, and I followed my, my parents' instructions, okay? But the mistakes I did make were probably because I didn't want to buy into the instructions of the Father. Mm-hmm. Thank God there's recovery with God. Hallelujah. So... So thank you, moms, for, you know, staying true to the word. Thank you for staying on target. Thank you for saying, no, it's wrong, but I love you anyway. Thank you. 
Thank you, Jesus. If I remember right, and I'm not going to say it's totally accurate, but if I remember right, I think my, our family of faith would have started with my grandparents too. I don't know that, that no outstanding faith at least would be for my grandparents. That is on both sides if I understand right. And then my parents and myself and, you know, and then as I look at my children, of course, you know what I mean? And, and I see that, that same faith, you know what I mean, that, that's in them and it, you can do the same. And you see that that faith is, is living and you kept it alive. You kept it alive, you know what I mean, uh, through your own life. And uh, uh, so let's, let's look at t- today at, you know, this faith thing. It, it's, it's number one, the thing that, that, that will give your passing on your faith, uh, you know, is it must be a personalized faith. Personalized. You really got to be a believer. You got to be sold on it, you know? Hallelujah, you know? You don't vacillate. You got to stay true to it, and you know? Faith is not something that's harsh, you know? Faith is something that is alive and living and, 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 and is about the possibilities of life, you know? It's really about, you know, tomorrow and the future for faith is the substance of things hoped for. It gives people hope. Yeah. Here's what Proverbs eleven twenty eight says, a life devoted to things is dead. It's a stump. But a God-shaped life is a flourishing tree. Yes. A faith that is personal is what really impacts, you know, uh, rather than just being part of the stuff, if you understand what I'm saying. You know? Yeah. That, that, that living example of the grace of God uh, in our lives. That faith that lives beyond us. A faith that is too good to be kept to yourself. Hallelujah. Yeah. Why should you? Huh? If, it, if it inspires you, it'll inspire them. But if it doesn't inspire you, you know, they're going to find something that inspires them. But we can be more impactful if it's really, you know what I mean, so good that we got to pass it on. I'm going to choose today a couple of legacies that I think that they that stand out in, in the lives of some others from the Bible. And the first one I'm going to choose today is the life of Hannah. You know the story of Hannah, right? 
She is the, one of the wives, and I forget his name, I just read it too. But anyway, she couldn't have any children. And as we read her story and as it unfolds, we discover something. She left a legacy of prayer. It says that every time she went up to the house of God, she prayed. Yeah. Every time she'd go up there and she would pray. And, you know, year after year, no prayer results. No. Year after year, she made the same request and it didn't happen. But she kept praying. She kept praying. It's a simple thing, but we need to follow her legacy and pray and no, stop praying. She was also a person that in her legacy she kept her word. When she brought Samuel to, to Eli, you know what I mean? He, he's, he doesn't remember all this. And she repeats it to him. This is the child that the Lord gave me. And I made a, an oath to the Lord. And I'd give him back to him. And not only did she give him back to him, but she said, I made an oath to the Lord, you know what I mean? That I would raise him, you know what I mean? With the right standards. He shall be a Nazarite unto the Lord. So she guided Samuel in those early years. And then she kept her word. Kept her word to the Lord. How many think it's a good idea to keep your word to the Lord? Yeah. Huh? Absolutely. Keep your word to the Lord. And she also leaves us a legacy of praise. A legacy of praise. Chapter 2, she starts out. And she begins, you know, by telling about the praises of God. And she basically is telling her story. You know, this is what it was. This is what happened in between here. But God came through for me. Legacy of praise. Hallelujah. My heart rejoices. And then there's another one this morning. You know, and that is, the, is Naomi, the book of Ruth. You're familiar with that. That story line that happened in their life it you know it, it's not normal okay Naomi's life and what happened is not normal but 
we can learn something as we live our faith so we can pass on our faith. She was a, a legacy of strength and difficulty. Strength and difficulty. Strength and transition. The Bible says there was famine in the land. The famine was so great that her husband said, you know what I mean, we've got to move. Transition has taken place. You know? It's challenging to be uprooted. But it's amazing how she handled being uprooted. Yes. So they went to Moab. And you would think that this was a, I don't know how many days it seemed like was a new beginning, but it didn't last too long. The transition and the move and the change, you know, hit some real, you know, challenging times and her husband dies. Not only does her husband die, but her two sons die. And yet she demonstrates strength and sorrow. That's what faith does. Faith causes you to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. You can't come up with the right answer with husband dying and your son's dying and, you know, and there's just no home place. Her faith was up to the challenge. And we'll see that that's legacy, that how she passed that on. We see that she, she left a legacy of sacrificial love. A legacy of prayers, of blessing, and putting others first. Yes. She thought about her daughter-in-laws more than herself. She did. She blessed them. She wanted the best for them. She didn't want to lead them where she didn't know what the future was. She didn't make any promises. But she did pass it on. Bible says that the one daughter-in-law went back, but Ruth clung to her, even though she, you know, encouraged her not to. And here's what she said. Your God. 
Hallelujah. And your people will be my people. Do you see the legacy being passed on and living beyond her? Never minimize your legacy. Your living counts. Your living makes a difference. Somebody will be influenced by your living. And at least you give them an opportunity. Is that what Jesus does? He gives an opportunity. He can't make you believe, you know what I mean? But he gives you an opportunity to believe. And then, let me throw in here a legacy that I already talked about a little bit, but the legacy of a man. And that's Abraham. Abraham's legacy. I don't know how many generations it's been since Abraham. But you are proof this morning. Of Abraham's legacy of Faith. Notice what it says, Galatians chapter 3. Therefore know that only those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. Hallelujah. He started it all in the human race. It says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for Righteousness sake. There's really a, an amazing outgrowth that happens when you have faith. There's 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 a, the the offspring of faith is righteousness. one person that's called a friend of God. Abraham's faith was such that he walked in obedience with God. If Karen is here and she'll just play this morning. Many of you I know been together a quite a while. I've seen your kids grow up, you know, and I see that faith legacy, you know, living in them. That's what really counts. They make choices you did your job. 
mothers are. You know, if I, if I were to give credit this morning, and I will, I've been a preacher all my life. I've been a pastor most of my life. And I have had influence, and I still have influence, but I don't think that I compare to my wife and the influence that she has had on our kids. Because I preached the story, she would tell the story. I would, you know, quote the word, but she could go ahead and help them understand the word. How does it apply to life? How does it work in life? And I think, you know, after all these years, if that, this, this one of my weaknesses is, you know, in preaching is, is you know, I'm just a... I got two guns and I shoot them, man. And you, you know, you gotta, you gotta get it. But you know, and you don't always have a real fine application, so you can see a little bit clearer. And I'm probably not going to change, okay? that legacy that's spiritual what really counts in God's kingdom we need to be like David King David David wanted his ceiling in life to become the floor of the next generation He didn't want them to start down here. He wanted them to stand on his shoulders. And we discover that when he was preparing for God's house and the future of the kingdom. He prepared with all his heart and abundantly. Church, lessons the hard way we want them to be able to take the lessons we've learned lift them up a little higher we have an opportunity to maximize the measure of our lives is through next generations I can't do anything about my days that are gone we can't do anything about the 
previous generations, but tell the story. See, it's not the length of your life that determines your legacy. It's more the length of the shadow of your influence that defines the legacy that you leave behind that it may be lived forward. Amen? Hallelujah. Where do you think is the best place to plant? I didn't know this, but according to the horticulturists and ecologists, the best place to plant that young tree is in a clearing among the old forest. Not in the open field, no, in the clearing of an old forest. They say that the young tree grows better when it is planted in an area with older trees. This is good. He says the reason it seems is that the roots of the young tree are able to follow the pathways created by former trees and implant themselves more deeply. Over time, the roots of many trees may actually graft themselves to one another, creating an intricate, interdependent foundation hidden under the ground. In this way, the stronger trees share resources with the weaker ones so that the whole forest is healthier. Praise the Lord. That, my friend, is legacy. It's legacy. Stand with me today. Hallelujah. There's a legacy in this church. There's a legacy in your family. There's a legacy in this nation. And oh, how we need the interconnection. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So we keep it together until they draw strength from one another. Yeah. We stay there until the weak ones get stronger. We lift them up on our shoulders. So moms, thank you. Thank you for lifting us up. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't want you to despise that root of faith that's running in the generations, whether it be in your own family life, the church family. It may not yet be a full tree. as long as we share our resources in our life it has every potential to become the next generation of faith legacy amen father I thank you today that you who have begun a good work will finish it Thank you, Lord, today that what you do is good. And your intent of on bringing it all to completion. Let us not get lost in the in-between. But let us take the stories of the living Word of God. They are not just history. They are food for our faith. I ask you to bless the mothers here with their dreamed legacy. The legacy that they dreamed about. Watch over it. Bring it full force forth in Jesus name Amen